Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And I guess I'll just say happy Labor Day. Yeah, um, you could just say that. It'd be but, easier. <laughs> but welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing. We, uh, we have Zach on as a guest today. And <laughs> uh, we're going to be discussing movie trilogies. See. Um, but there are some that we have on our list of our mo- best movie franchise bracket. But for the majority, these are all the ones that were left off. So these will be the ones that we discuss today. Yeah, I was going to say, so as we go through here, and the list that I sent you that I kind of came up with, because basically what I did was go through and, and at, first of all, I looked up like best movie trilogies, and you can look at a whole bunch of different articles, and people kind of have, for the McGuire. most part, the same list. Um but if you just look up like movie trilogies, period, like I just wanted like a, an exhaustive list of like show me movie trilogies, you know right. what I mean? M- series that have exactly three movies in them. That was a, a bigger list because I was like, I know I, I kept seeing the same 10 or 12 trilogies pop up. And I'm, I know there's more trilogies than this that I'm not thinking of, but I need to see the list. So I eventually just got to a list of like, OK, here are movie trilogies literally in like alphabetical order. Right. And I think, like you said, I I tried to do a pretty good job of not including anything that we had on our movie franchise bracket on this list which i think i did um i think i only see one what we're doing with this list right here is you know if anyone who's listening listened to our um excuse me our movie franchise bracket we had 64 different movie franchises and all of those were at least four movies and up so we wanted to differentiate between movie trilogies which can be considered movie franchises but to me like a franchise is something that has more than three movies right it, it's just a it's a longer story yeah because um, we have a lot of franchises out there that have you know anywhere from four to nine to eleven movies you know like there's or the, to me that's a, like, that's like a full-blown franchise right um so we because there was a lot of movies that we wanted to include that were just trilogies and i think when we first started putting our lists together we kind of had to make that distinction because the list could have been much longer. I don't know how many I have on here, but it's like at least 20. It's at least 20 or 25. Um, I, I would say, you know, just, just as right off the top, this is definitely not an exhaustive list of all movie trilogies, but I wanted to include probably the most famous, well-known ones and ones that most people have seen. Some of these I have not seen. I think most of them I've seen, if not all of them, I've seen at least one. Um, but And then there, there's a few on here that I have not seen, but I felt were like notable enough to be included even though i haven't seen them lots of other people have probably seen them so they're worth including on like the you know movie trilogy discussion i think i've seen a lot of these but there might be a couple on here that are like i've seen one or two of the movies and not the third right so and we're not putting these in a bracket or anything and we're not really ranking them i think at the end i'll probably go over which ones are my favorite three or top five yeah but I think it'd just be fun to kind of go through this list and discuss them because there really are, you know, like I was just saying, there they are a ton off, of like really a lot of great these are would have made it far in my bracket. It, yeah, exactly. Bracket. So if if we had made that distinction of that's what I was just about to say, if we had made that distinction of we're going to include movie franchises that have you know three movies, trilogies would be included on that bracket, and that bracket would have probably looked a lot different. But yep. we wanted to make that distinction to where it had to have more than three, right. whereas this list is literally just speaking trilogies. Right. Now, I think you know the one that you probably noticed right off the bat, which I felt like we needed to include in this discussion as well, 
is the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy, which for the sake of our movie bracket discussion for the franchise, we lo- we you know looped those into one or grouped them into one because together they would have six right, it, movies. Because it, it is kind of the same story, even though they were released as two separate trilogies. You know what well, I mean? So I think you can make a distinction with them is yeah, they happen in the same like universe and everything, but at the end of the day, the Hobbit is its own book, its own story, right. you know, of a different time lord of the rings comes after that and yeah and yeah there's like a little bit of similarity in terms of the story but really the only thing in there is the ring if the yeah. ring doesn't appear in the hobbit you can't really make a direct connection between those two and you know the actual lord of the rings besides gandalf and bilbo no i was gonna say the the baggins is other, that's other than yeah. that and maybe knowing like Lord Elrond, they yeah. there you can't really connect the two with like Frodo and Sam and yeah. their journey that they go on. There's no like yeah. direct. I, I think those two are the <sighs> only one, at least just off the top of my head on this list, that can kind of cross that walk that fine line between being included in a movie trilogy discussion and being included in a movie franchise discussion. We're talking about movies, franchises that have you know, four or more movies because I mean, like I said, together there's six so that qualifies for the movie franchises, but separately they were made as two separate trilogies. So really you say, you know, like you could say the Lord of the Rings is one of your favorite trilogies of all time, but maybe you don't like the Hobbit trilogy as much, but they are two separate trilogies. Right. I mean, the only other one have, on, you know, separate discussions about, right. And the only other one on this list that you could maybe say deserves to be in like a franchise list would be the dark knight just being in the realm of batman but there's just so many different batmans and different actors and and stuff like that that the dark knight was a true trilogy in the terms of right the the same actors same director you know same storyline so well you could you could could couple that into yeah uh you know franchise but it's more in a DC franchise in terms of it's just bat because you could do that with Spider Man too. If, yeah. Well, know, I was going to say other. So I think you you raise an important point. Now that, that was like one other disclaimer that I wanted to talk about before we we d- really dive into the discussion and go down the list is like the, the okay. So there was a few things that I kind of had to think about when I was compiling this list because what I really wanted to do was just keep it at a at a relatively clean list of like okay, this is a bona fide movie trilogy. It can't be connected to a larger franchise. Now, there are a couple that you could make the argument they're connected to a larger franchise. Like you said, the Dark Knight trilogy, even though Christopher Nolan made it as its own individual trilogy, had a beginning, middle, and end, you could technically loop that in with the overall Batman slash DC universe extended universe, which would make it a franchise. I really consider it a movie trilogy because... It's Christian it Bale playing a, Batman. A yeah, it's it's got its own contained story. It doesn't really connect to any of the outside Batman movies. And, and then, like you said, we have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy in here, which you could make the argument, well, if you take the other two amazing Spider-Mans and then the two new Spider-Mans with Tom right. Holland and the MCU, that's a movie franchise. But, like, not really. I mean, They also came out anyone, in different times. Like, yeah. The Dark Knight, I don't think there's any, like, D, it's, not, it's not a DC Studios Right, you know, it's it's like a legit like side project yeah, that yeah. Christopher Nolan got probably the rights to yeah. direct Batman, and same with Spider Man. Sony owns the rights to Spider Man, mm-hmm. 
and that wasn't part of the Marvel universe right. necessarily in terms of when it was released, the yeah. storylines. When those came out, there was no intention of making that part of a larger universe. Right. It was like, we're going to make Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 and, and be done it. with it. That's right. it. Um, so I, th- I think those are the little disclaimers that I wanted to make. Um, I think most of the other uh, trilogies on this list, you couldn't really make that distinction. I mean, they're all pretty much just movie trilogies on their own they got a beginning middle and end they're all some of Um, them are just like you should have just made one and yeah moved on and one other thing i wanted to say too before we dive into the list you know what i found rather frustrating actually is going through and finding there's a lot of franchises that could have been included on this discussion as being like an all-time movie trilogy and they just kept making more yep. movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the first three are amazing, and then they decided to make a fourth one. And now there's four. And then there's the like first a three are great, and the fourth one sucks, or or whatever. Or maybe they made five and then six, and you're like, guys, if you would have just stopped, it would have been an awesome trilogy. See, and there, there's there's perfect. But sometimes ones they just that, they, they can't resist like just that cash grab. Right. Of like, well, the last one made a billion dollars, so let's make another one. Like eh. Fast and Furious, they yeah. just can't <laughs> ever fucking relax. So like we got Fast Twenty Five in the makes. And I'm sorry, I keep saying one more thing. One more disclaimer. One thing, say another disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. So that way you're not going to limit yourself. An- another disclaimer. Because I want to give some context to people who are listening to like, well, why didn't you include such and such in this discussion? Why didn't you include such and such? Oh, there's definitely going to be trilogies. Yeah. This. Like, th- this is not an exhaustive list. And one thing that I was also kind of debating on including, because if you go to Google right now and you go, you just Google best movie trilogies, you know what pops up a lot is like original Star Wars trilogy. Right. Which, for the sake of our discussion, is not a trilogy. It's a movie franchise when you include the other eight movies that well, they've now released and, and or whatever. And in all fairness, like Star Wars, yeah, it was released as a trilogy, but it was also released as episodes four, five, and six. So even upon release of just three movies back in the 70s and early 80s, it was released saying, no, there will be more episodes. Yeah. Just, so it's it's, like, I, feel, I feel like yeah. George Lucas either didn't have the funding or he just was still developing the story right. until The Phantom Menace got released in, I think it was, what, 99 or 99, something like yeah, that? yeah, I think so, yeah. So, so it's kind of tough. Like, if you, if you Google best movie trilogies, shit like that will pop up. And then another thing that I was thinking was like, well, one could make the argument that, like, let's say Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 or Captain America, Captain America Winter Soldier, right. Captain America Civil War is a trilogy. But it's not really fair. I, I think I was kind of discussing this a little bit, you know, litigating it with Taya, and she's like, well... They're part of the overall MCU, so they don't... I mean, technically, yeah, Captain America has a trilogy, Iron Man has a trilogy, Thor has a trilogy, but, like, they're not made that way. Like, they're made as, like... Because when you see Iron Man 3, after seeing Iron Man 2, you've seen Iron Man 3 with, like, several other movies in between Iron Man 2 and then Iron Man 3. Like, it's meant to come out not only as a sequel to Iron Man 2, but also as a sequel to everything else that came out in between and it's supposed to connect all of the other MCU movies that are going to come out after Iron Man 3. So it's not like they set out to make, okay, we're going to make a contained Iron Man story with a beginning, middle and end in Iron Man 1, 2 and 3 and then make all these other MCU movies. It just so happened that they were like, hey, Iron Man's connected to this universe. He's already had two movies, but we want to give him another movie to kind of connect in with the overall story. I I think the difference with all of those and like the Marvel ones is... They're all taking place to set up for a bigger story. So it's yeah. it's part of a franchise because each of those movies has an important role in the outcome of later movies or other yes. people's movies. So it's they all connect yeah. 
no matter how you think of that, they're all connected. Yeah. Whereas a trilogy should just be these three movies are connected without and, and any that's outside. It. You don't need any. You don't need to watch anything else to understand right. what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it'd be hard to. You could make that argument, but it would also be. I think the counter argument as well. You can't really consider yourself a movie trilogy if you're part of a if you're one entry in a series of twenty five movies. Right. Like, you, you can't really do that. It's not really a trilogy at that point. It's just three self contained movies within this larger narrative. So, right. anyway, like I said, I think I'm done with all of my disclaimers before we get started. Anyways, one so, more thing, but one more thing, really quick before we get started. Um, so and I mean th- I don't know why no, you put the three best ones that I've seen on the top. I was here. gonna say, well, okay, I think I think what I did is I started with the ones that I could come up with just off the top of my head, and then later down in the list it was stuff that I had to look up. Going, okay, show me a list of just movie trilogies, and then we'll include them on there. So they're in no particular order. Do you want to just start at the top and we'll yeah, just work just start, our way through? We can okay. just start at the top and yeah. So. I mean, this is probably the best one on here. We, we I mean, be yeah, let's this. let's let's litigate it a little bit at the end, and I think let's save our discussion for these for we a little bit later. Our, but we could save like a top five discussion. We can kind of yeah. go through the list. Yeah, yeah I think I think I think we should do that. So just starting off the list is what we were just discussing briefly is Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to save a lot of what I have to say about that for later in the discussion. But it's just. It's really a masterfully done trilogy. It's it's pretty the, amazing. The only thing that I will complain about this trilogy is that Heath Ledger acted so well that he drove himself to an unfortunate mix of drugs and alcohol that ended up killing himself. That's the only thing I can complain about this. Is that he got so embedded in his character in... Um, why am I drawing a blank on the second one? The Dark Knight? Yeah, The Dark Knight. I yeah. was thinking The Dark Knight Rises, and I'm like, it's The Dark Knight. <laughs> Just <idiot."> subtract a word. <laughs> um, he got so embedded in the character, which made that movie like just uh, over the top that he passed away, unfortunately, because he was mentally like in this Joker character. Mm-hmm. That's my only complaint about this. Yeah. Um, real quick sidebar, because I, like I said, I want to save thing. our discussion for this for later. Um, I was at the gym the other day and my, I got there and my headphones were dead. I got my like Bluetooth headphones out and they were dead. I was like, shit. Cause I was just going to do some cardio, get so on the bike, out a portable speaker and we're bumping <laughs> shit around. The yeah. Gym. Be that asshole. Walk around with a JBL speaker. Um, and I, but at Vasa, cause I go to Vasa, they have this entertainment room where they'll show movies and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I want to ride the bike and I don't want to just sit here and not listen to music. So I'm going to go back there and watch. I was like, whatever movie they have on, I'll just suffer. It'll through just, it. yeah. yeah. If it's, it's just some 20 minutes enter- of it, entertainment. Yeah. yeah. While I do my cardio. So I get back there and I look and they have the, the schedule up on the wall and I'm like, all right, what, which movie are they showing today? And I find the date and it says the dark Knight rises. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm and doing go, three hours of cardio. I literally, today, okay. I literally is- was only planning on doing a half hour. I was on the bike for a full hour. Just fucking glued into the dark night because it kept being like you know like you're certain of your favorite movies you'll come in and you'll be like oh shit it's about to come up on this part so right. you want to like watch you know until where it gets it to that part and then in the dark night there's just so many of those where i'm like oh but i gotta see him do this and i gotta see him fight bane and like all this shit and i'm like i just, I just was just sitting there for an there hour for an just hour. glued in to fucking dark night rises so anyway it was a perfect uh perfect because i haven't actually seen those movies in a while i've watched them like a million times but it's probably been a couple I years sit now down and rewatch them yeah and like just I got so excited that that one was on. I, I think um, the first one in that one is the weakest one, in my opinion. It's boring. It's okay, but just it compared to story. two and three, it like it looks really bad in comparison. Um, but yeah, anyway, Dark Knight. We'll, we'll save our discussion for that for later. That's just a, a pretty flawless um, movie trilogy. Next up is also another <laughs> one that won literally like all the Oscars, right? Is, deservingly so. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And, you know, to anyone who has seen it, 
you are fully aware of how amazing uh, that trilogy of movies is. To anyone who hasn't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it. Um, you know, obviously, if you like fantasy stories and sort of medieval wartime type action and fighting and stuff like that, it's going to be way more up your alley than if you're not into those things. But I think, honestly, even if you're not super into the fantasy genre, you'll probably still enjoy The Lord of the Rings. It's just a really incredible story, and it's that trilogy is done so well that I it, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who would watch those movies and not enjoy them. And they're long. I mean, they're it's long, a long experience. Long. And they're But cut. it's worth it. If they if they if they actually showed everything that like the books talked about, each movie would be like six plus hours. Yeah, which and, I would be totally. And they're okay like, with. Uh, okay, so real quickly too, my, I had a coworker of mine recently who was who was telling me he his girlfriend had never seen Lord of the Rings, and and you know I used to talk movies and books and stuff with this guy all the time. Like he he has a lot of similar interests as I do in terms of TV shows and movies. And he had obviously seen The Lord of the Rings. I've seen The Lord of the Rings a whole bunch. And he was like, I was going to show my girlfriend The Lord of the Rings movies. And I guess they accidentally clicked on like the uncut versions. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> like you're the extended edition. You're in for a long time. And he told me, because like, he came in after the long weekend or whatever and was like, I was like, so you guys, did you guys watch them? What did she think? And she's like, he goes, dude, we accidentally clicked on the extended versions. And he's like, it almost ruined the experience. Because he's like, there's like these giant sections that are like really slow and like you have no idea what's going on yeah the hobbits will like it'll just be like them singing some hymn for like a really long extended scene you're kind of like okay like let's get on with it you know but like that stuff was trimmed way down for like the theatrical cuts and like you said even the theatrical cuts are like three hours long so i mean and I, i think one of the things i'm i'm not positive this is what happened but i've heard this before so i'm pretty sure this is how they filmed them but they filmed these all concurrently right like they they got they the, the actors, breaks. the crew, everyone together, and we're like, we're filming all three together. Like, yep. this is going to be made as a trilogy, which does not happen very often in Hollywood, where they but set out and smart. they're like, it's smart. To do, especially a, a story like that, involving such a large cast of characters. Imagine trying to get everyone back together, uh, together again a, year or, two a later. year or two later to do number two, and then doing the same thing for number three. Well, it's like, it just how, makes sense to bang out the whole with thing. With how long they once. are, like, filming it probably took a year, but then editing each one probably took a year or two. Yeah, it to, probably took a to long like time. To get everything yeah. in. So, I mean, they did it perfect. And not to mention, if you're, like, an actor playing an orc or, like, the Urukai, like, you <laughs> don't want to go in and out right, of makeup because right. it takes six, seven hours uh, yeah. to get it ready for yeah. a 30-second scene. So you'd rather be like, okay, I got 15 30-second scenes. Right. Let's get them all done yeah, in one day. Exactly. So I don't have to come back in tomorrow at 6 a.m. and t- with endure and seven hours worth of makeup. Um, all right. Next up on the list is the Hobbit trilogy. So... Again, Peter Jackson directed all three of these. I think I don't know if these were all three made at, at the same time, the same way the Lord of the Rings I think was. They were. I think they, it was they the might exact have. Same it seems thing. like it would yep. make sense to do it that way. Um, but this is obviously the prequel story to the Lord of the Rings books, and and it, this one was a little bit different because the Hobbit is just one book, whereas they just the Lord of the Rings bars. trilogy is actually three books to begin with. So they just took one book and split it into three this time instead of taking three. But we're not Separate here to books. talk about um, book trilogies. We're talking about movie True, trilogies. true. I mean, I will just say this. A lot of people shit on the Hobbit movie trilogy. And I, it seemed to me like the main complaint was they just relied on way too much CGI. We got used to Lord of the Rings being true, like... The main orcs in the Yurikai yeah. you see were actual human beings. Yeah. And a lot of it in the... the uh, 
the Hobbit was truly CGI that it just it changes the the yeah. dynamic of the at least the viewing. Yeah. I, I think that took a lot of people out of it. And I remember those movies getting kind of shit on. And it seems like that's still the, the like, you know, presumptive narrative is everyone loves the Lord of the Rings trilogy and everyone shits on the Hobbit trilogy. Me personally. I like both. I think, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you like the Hobbit I like, movies? I like, I like the Hobbit. Them. They're very I, entertaining. I, I treat the Hobbit trilogy like the prequel Star Wars trilogy where like a lot of people shit on those compared to the originals. And I'm like, but that's it sets up a good, awesome. It sets up part of the story. Yeah. And I'm like, are, are they the best Story-wise, I'm talking about Star Wars prequels. Probably not, but are they entertaining as hell? Yes. yes. And the Hobbit movies are the same way. I think the story, it's probably the opposite. The story is really good in the Hobbit movies. It's just everyone's complaint was like, oh, they used too much CGI, which like, okay, I get. But like, really, is that going to be the one reason you don't but like going back this whole to like, awesome trilogy that they right. fleshed out? <laughs> but going back to like that argument, if you don't like too much CGI, you know, I'll use Star Wars as an example. The newest three Star Wars, their CGI, in my opinion, is the worst out of all of the you nine movies. You said that, and I don't, I don't I see it that way. Don't, but. bro. The opening, go back to like the opening scene uh, with Ray when she slides down to save BB-8, and and let's we got to wrap this up quick, or we're gonna be yeah. way off topic. But whoever's writing that, I don't know if it's a mechanical animal or whatever, but that CGI part right there, I'm like, dude, this looks so. Bad. See, Dude. that's not that's not CGI though. They're using like animatronics and stuff. Like that's an actual like well, thing they built. It's I terrible. Think. <laughs> well, I think I what count it is CGI because it's in my mind part of their computer fucking aided shit, and it's just bad. <laughs> it's just all right. Bad. We, we've you've mentioned that before, and I I disagree. I'm not a fan of. I it. disagree, but um, I don't know. Just just go to go back to the Hobbit <laughs> to change gears because you literally have Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker pause in the corner over here. So it'd be I am. I'm very done. easy for us to lose ourselves in a Star Wars discussion. Um, I like the Hobbit movies, I and I, I think the story is fucking awesome. Like if you like fantasy stories, to get sucked into the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings story, good books. It's really hard not to just be like, okay, I guess I'm watching nine hours worth of Lord, like Middle Earth storytelling. Right Bro, now. I might I might watch that after I'm done with. They're so Star great, Wars. dude. They're so great. Um, okay, next up on the list is the Blade trilogy, and I think we actually I've only I, seen like maybe one full movie and okay. i don't even remember it okay. so I've, that's yeah. what i was going to ask you cuz this got brought up on our movie sword fighter discussion cuz blade was one of our sword <laughs> fighters and i was asking you and yeah, I, I know i have seen all 3 i think but it's been a really long time i to be honest like off the top of my head the most i can recall about blade right now is i think the third one where ryan gosling is in it or not ryan gosling ryan reynolds sorry ryan, ryan reynolds. reynolds with um and then Harrison Ford right Harrison Ford? No, oh, no that's twenty forty nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, there's a, there's a really famous actress Blade, too in know. the third one. Is it like Jessica Alba or something? Sure. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then like and then Blade has like there's like the old man. I think Chris Christopherson plays like his like you know you know how a lot of times in action movies or whatever or spy movies they have like the the guy at the computers or the equipment guy who like gets the them ready. Yeah. Chris Christopherson is like his guy. He's like this old kind of gray-haired, grizzled man or whatever. And like, that's basically all I can really remember about those movies is, is that, and then just him running around like chopping vampires in half with swords and stuff. So like, I don't remember anything about the plot really. I just, just remember that they're they're entertaining pretty entertaining. Action. Yeah, they're they're which they're all on HBO Max right now. I think I'm actually going to rewatch those sometime soon. I almost watched one last night. Actually, I was looking for a movie and almost started it. But yeah, Blade trilogy, dope. Definitely worth definitely worth mentioning. I think this next one on the list is probably considered by most like 
cinephiles and movie fans as like maybe the greatest trilogy ever made and this is the godfather trilogy have you seen these oh yeah oh okay. yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay oh yeah big fan i love big like fan? mobster type movies like yeah. this i think we had the argument you you think godfather's better than goodfellas right yeah yeah see i'm i'm more partial to goodfellas but i think the godfather movies are like masterfully done. I think like, I mean it's it's hard to not I mean, watch those movies and be like that's a fucking masterpiece. I mean when you watch and and I looked at this cuz you know I do have Italian heritage and everything and, and this kind of stuff is really like the mobster mafia type movies are just it's entertaining because a lot of them are true like what goes on in those movies maybe not like historically accurate with names and exact yeah. actions but like The Godfather that was they had to get permission to shoot this from the mafia. They like legit said, you know, the mafia goes, if you say any of these words, it can't be done. Like they legit, like there's articles out there that the, the directors legit asked, um, you know, the bosses, Hey, can we do this? And like, you can't say this word. 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 And before the movies were released, they got screened, by the bosses and you know people in the mafia to make sure because they were releasing the godfather which you know it, it comes out to be they call it like a crime family and they go you can't say these words because you're releasing this which is true you know it's kind of based on a true story and we can't have this perception of the public thinking that we're these bad criminals when mm. in reality they are yeah but they're trying to like so like it was like i was really interested to read that article going there was a lot more i mean they were shot back what in the eight early 80s i think no it was Maybe like 70s i'm pretty sure the 70s. first one came out in the early 70s yeah and that was the life back then like yeah. they were you know maybe not as i mean they were yeah they were well known that was back when 60s and 70s is when yeah they're that kinda, shit was like going down yeah, very prevalent so um, yeah i think so I, for the longest time, it's funny, I was telling my dad, so there's, obviously you know this, I'm a giant movie fan, and there's like what? movies that I hear brought up over Breaking and news. over on Zach the internet. Zach is a giant movie fan. <laughs> yes. I hear movies brought up over and over again on the internet, you know, amongst like fan, like mo movie fan sites. Right. That are, people are constantly touting certain movies as like these amazing movies that everyone who likes movies needs to see. And there's some of them, there's like a handful that has slipped through the cracks and I've somehow just never seen. So I'm like kind of slowly but surely trying to go back and watch these movies that I've just for whatever reason missed that everyone says are amazing. And for the longest time, the Godfather trilogy was on there. I had never seen it until like very recently, like past few years. Episode. And I was telling my dad, I was like, you know what? One of the most frustrating things about the rise of streaming services and the decline of like in-store video rental stores like Blockbuster and stuff is that if I want to watch the Godfather trilogy and it's not on any of the streaming services, I'm kind of just fucked. You got to you know go I mean? to Amazon and rent yeah. it. You, you got to rent it somewhere through some either iTunes or Amazon Prime or whatever. And I'm like, but if you don't want to do that, you want to just find it on a streaming service. It's kind of frustrating because if you have five streaming services and it's not on any right. of them you're like well where can i watch this i don't well, want to spend the money to yeah to rent it I, i'm already paying for like fucking five or six right. streaming services i just want to watch it so i was telling him i was like it's kind of annoying that i can't just walk into you know blockbuster would have had the godfather trilogy i could oh, have yeah. just gone in and rented Got them. all three movies yeah, and, and then, then watched spent a whole weekend and watched all yep. of them. so one year for my birthday he just bought me the godfather trilogy on blu-ray he's like here you go <laughs> just watch them i was like thank you so i finally watched all three of them and I think the general consensus is the first two are the best. I think everyone doesn't like the third one near as much. Um, 
but what's amazing is like the and it, you know anyone who wants to research this can definitely find this out very easily those movies won so many oscars and got nominated for so many oscars it's like not only are they telling this incredibly enthralling like crime organization mafia movie or story but they also got like all of the famous most best actors and actresses in the world to that, be in that movie and like one of the that greatest, are already italian too. yeah one of the greatest film directors francis ford coppola ever and they just put on this master class of telling gangster storytelling in, in movie form i mean you like open up the blu-ray package that my dad got me and there's this whole like pamphlet and it'll go through and it'll be like godfather one Oscars nominated. It's like this giant list. And it'll be like, Oscars won. And it's this giant list. Right. Same thing for Godfather 2. Even Godfather 3, which everyone agrees is like the least successful of all of the trilogy, still got nominated for a shit ton of Oscars. It's basically like if you were one of the main or supporting actors or actresses in any of those movies, you probably got nominated for an Oscar. Right. You got like Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall. Like the list just goes on. Uh, James Caan is in that movie. Like, it's just like this. And then again, it's directed, so it gets they nominated don't for miss. like they don't miss. best picture, best director, best screenplay, best actor, best supporting actor. It's like just remarkable. Those movies are are incredible. Now, this is not a movie trilogy, but it goes in with the discussion of The Godfather. I enjoy watching Goodfellas more. Me personally, that's my favorite gangster movie ever. You know what? I might rewatch this week. The Irishman. Oh, I dude. Need, I need to block out 10, 10 yeah, hours. You, you got to block out a whole fucking day. Um, I almost watched that last night, too. There, I was like trying to pick a movie, and I scrolled past The Irishman. I was like, shit. And then it was like 10 o'clock, and you're like, do I want to be Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I start doing the time thing. Like, well, it is like I'm a three-hour-long movie. Am so I going to be up for 24 yeah. straight hours because I want to watch this? I need to rewatch that because I've only seen it the one time, actually. Like, right when it was released, I watched it on Netflix. Bro, and that's one of those movies away. that, and we're way off track, but that's one of those movies that when I get into it, I'm like, I'm not moving. If I have Dude, to pee, so I'm good. like, can I hold my it's pee so till the very end? Because I was don't actually- want to pause. Because I just want the story to keep yeah. flowing. That was actually one of those movies that I was very thankful that it was released on Netflix so yep. you could like pause and get up. Because it's so long. It's so And I have the world's smallest bladder, so I have to pee all the time. So I'm like, I'm so I into the story. And I'm like, a half hour long movie. Yeah, I think it is. And I'm like, shit, I got to pee, but this is so good. I'm like, all right, pause, pause, pause. And then run up and go to the bathroom and come back. So it's like if you were watching that in a movie theater, you'd have to like sprint out of the theater and then come back. So it's just nice to have that. You're like, what did I miss? And yeah. like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and you're like, Oh. It's nice to have that type of movie available on streaming to where you can just pause it whenever you yep. need to. But yeah, I need to give that a rewatch because I've only watched it the one time when it came out. But um, all right, back to our list. Back to our list. Uh, next Speaking up is the backs. Back to the Future <laughs> franchise. Have you ever seen those movies? I've seen two of them. I might have seen all three, but like I know I've seen the first one. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen one where he's got like a hoverboard. I don't know yeah, if yeah. that's two or three. I do remember that. But yeah. like, I think my dad likes the first one, but then we'd watch him if they were on TV, but yeah. I wouldn't really pay attention. So yeah. I like the first one, but I think it was one of those, they probably should have just stopped after one. Yeah. This so is one of those trilogies, I think, just this, should have been Back to the Future. This is actually one movie trilogy and one, one franchise that I have never actually seen from like start to finish. I think I'm kind of like you. They used to be shown on TV all the time. So I've seen like probably big chunks of all three of them just at separate points on TV, but I've never been like, okay, let's start at one and watch beginning to end and start at two and watch beginning to end. So I need to probably sit down at some point and watch the back to the future movies. Cause everyone's like, Oh my God, you've never seen back to the future. They're so amazing. Um, 
I don't for whatever reason it's never been something that's like really grabbed me where I've been like I need to sit down and watch Back to the Future. You know what I mean? Whereas like Godfather, it was something that for the longest time I was like I need to set out some time to watch Godfather. Um, Back to the Future is just not one of those, but I hear really good things about it, so I need to. It's entertaining. It's just it's just kind of weird. I I you know again I said this at the top. not all of these movie trilogies I have seen, and some of them I've only seen like one, but I felt like Back to the Future was such a well-known trilogy that it deserved being included on this list for this discussion, even though neither of us have really seen most of them. Um, okay, moving on. The Matrix trilogy is up next. The Matrix trilogy is one of my all-time favorite movie trilogies. I don't get into the Matrix. No? I've seen them all. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I was kind of entertained. Like, when I first watched them, I was like, oh, the Matrix. Like, Matrix yeah. Reloaded and everything. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, I'm just, eh. Yeah. I feel like it could have been, like, the idea, I think, and the concept of it were yeah. really cool. I just kind of feel like the execution of it was just kind of like a little, like, I didn't really follow the execution part of okay. of the idea, which you know, I, it, I it's just I, I didn't really get into that part of the the sci-fi. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say uh, about them. Yeah. I, j- I just didn't get into like like I said, the idea was there. I just felt the execution was kind of like, okay. ooh, you could have done this, and that would have been so much yeah. cooler. So I've always been a giant fan of the Matrix, and. I, I really like sci-fi stories. I think that's probably my favorite genre of fiction, probably followed by fantasy after that. But, like, I just love science fiction stuff. And especially anything involving artificial intelligence is like, yeah, go, go ahead and hit me up with that shit. So I think, as you know, as we brought this up and we were talking about it just now, I think my relationship with The Matrix has stayed just as strong my whole life, but it's changed and the reasons why I like it have changed from when I first saw them when I was much younger to, to now. So, and the difference is when I saw them when I was younger, like if you see this as a young boy or a young man, what attracts you to these movies is the action, right? right. Like the action set pieces in these movies are incredible. Bunch of slow-mo gunfights yeah. and like cool kung fu moves and a whole sword it's, it's battle sequence. one of those movies that will and, be, you, you know, know, car chasing. Remembered forever because of the slow-mo dodging yes. the bullets. When yes. you're a kid and you see that, you're it's like... It's so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, you have your friend shoot you with a, a Nerf dart. <laughs> right. And you're, you're like, like and yeah, they hit you and you're like, damn, yeah, yeah. I can't be in the Matrix. <laughs> um, so I think when you first see it when you're a young person, that's what is appealing. And then you just, you just love watching these awesome action set pieces. And then obviously, you know, like towards the third one where like Mr. Smith or Agent Smith and Neo are like basically, you know, super superhero level right. people like fighting in this city and blowing up buildings and shit. You're like, this is awesome. I love this. But you're not really necessarily paying attention to like the philosophy of the idea behind that story. Right. Whereas like now that I've grown older, I still just trust me. I still like the action. That's great. I'm here for the action. But you also stay for the, the story, story and the philosophy of like okay, the idea behind this is we developed artificial intelligence at some point along the line in our history. It became so powerful and all-knowing, it basically wiped out most of human civilization and then took the remaining humans and basically enslaved them and used them as batteries. And now every human who is still alive, the world that they perceive is actually a simulation being injected into their minds Whereas they actually live in like a little tube in this dystopian fucking world. Right. So that idea is fascinating. And the idea of like what is real, what isn't, you know, are we living in a simulation? That that kind of stuff, 
those discussions have been coming up a lot more prevalently here in here in the last few years, and I think that's what makes the Matrix, especially the first one, is a futuristic, such an amazing sci-fi movie because it came out in like, I think it came out in like '99 or something. Like it was like, it, it wasn't way it, yeah. ahead of its time. Like way before a lot of people started really thinking about these AI and like simulation theory and all right. this kind of stuff, and like. I'm going to actually double-check that because I, I want to say the first Matrix did come out in the 90s, which is, like, mind-blowing when you think about the fact of, like, how... It's kind of like a Star Wars-type thing. Like, how yeah, does someone think time of this it, stuff? Exactly, yeah. It's just, like, it's it's genius, basically. I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings, too. How does someone write I was, all I was this? right. So it was, it was 99, and then they released Reloaded and Revolutions in the same year in 03. And, by the way, did you know they have Matrix 4 coming out this year? I did. How do you feel about that? Man. I'm fucking pumped. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I have no idea what it's going to be, but I'm pumped. John Wick enters. <laughs> That'd be fucking dope. <laughs> Neo and John Wick in the same movie. Um, all right, enough about The Matrix. Um, we have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy. It says Tony Maguire on here, actually. Oh, it does? Oh, yeah. You, you didn't watch the Tony Maguire Spider-Man movies? Those were the best. Tony <laughs> Maguire ones were bad. Tony Maguire on the Tony other Maguire. Hand, no. See, it's his it's his lesser known younger brother. His, yeah, his twin he made brother. Spoof yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. They were um, they're Spider Mams. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. Dude, I to be honest, these were my favorite Spider Mans. Because to me, this was the yeah. introduction into Spider Man and and I think, you know, for me, Spider Man's supposed to be a superhero, which means he has some you know, ability that a human doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And in that, he was bit by a genetically modified spider, which makes him a spider, more or less. Mm -hmm. You know, he can climb on buildings because he has, like, the hairs, like they show, like, yeah. the little hairs come out. Yeah. That he can stick to buildings. Yeah. He can shoot webs out of his body. He doesn't have a device anywhere. He just becomes beyond strong, you know. So he's a true superhero in these Whereas, what, The Amazing Spider-Man, he develops the web shooter? I think really the only difference is he has all the same abilities. He just develops the web shooter, whereas Tobey Maguire could actually like shoot them right, out of Right, he has them yeah. as, as an ability. And same thing with Tom Holland. Tom Holland, he can't shoot him out of his own body. He has to like have his little He has a full suit given to him things, by, yeah. you know, so... But they're both extremely strong. They have yeah. they have an ability. I think they that, still have like the spidey sense. They're still super strong. They can still climb on the walls and all that kind of stuff. It's just that. But they're not fully Spider Man right. in terms of yeah. they can shoot their own web yeah. out out that's coming from their arms. Because you know when when those came out, you know how many times and you and I are probably both extremely guilty of this. You would like be in the pool and you'd go, and then you would like jump in the corner or you'd sit in the corner of the pool and then you would you know yeah. or you would run around your house like psh, psh, oh, yeah. shooting oh, webs. Yeah. They were just iconic movies back then, and, and I think they're the best. I will say the Tom Holland ones will probably end up being the best yeah. overall, but the Tobey Maguire ones are the OG Spider-Man that everyone hates for some reason, but I love them. Those are great I, fucking movies. I think a lot of people actually really like those ones, and I think people get kind of nostalgic for them. I would say the Spider-Man movies that are like the lowest on everyone's the list are ones. the um, Andrew Garfield those ones, suck. the Amazing Spider-Man ones. And they're okay, but I think if yes. they're just kind of sandwiched between much better movies, like the Tobey Maguire trilogy is really good, and then the Tom Holland new Spider-Man movies are really good because they're a part of the MCU. And those Amazing Spider-Mans just kind of look really bad in comparison, even though I think Andrew Garfield made a good Spider-Man. 
Um, I will say I've caught. I want to rewatch the Tobey Maguire trilogy sometime soon before like the newest Spider Man, um, the the new Tom Holland one comes out. Um, I've seen bits and pieces. The other day I was watching it. We we stayed in a hotel after this wedding, and the, the end of two. And the beginning of three was on like stars or something, right. and I was watching it, and I'm like, "Fuck, man!" So it was Doc Ock, you know. Like the so, I think the second one of that trilogy might be my favorite. Was so Doc he, Ock? He's one of the best the, villains ever. You've seen the new spoiler, right? For the new the new trailer with Doc yes. Ock coming up, yes. and he goes, "Yeah, hello, Peter." Yeah. Okay, so and, and I've you know looked in all this stuff because everyone's right. You know, it's just fun. So let's just do a quick little. Okay. Oh, I would say spoiler alert for anyone who's listening who has not seen the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Fast forward. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a trailer. I don't know anything that's going to happen. Right. But Doc okay. Ock comes back. Yes. Right? Yes. They show the um, thermal... You that, know, that grenade thing yeah, from the Green Goblin. from the Green Goblin. And you hear him laughing. Right. So you, I don't, you can't necessarily assume he's back, but at the same time, right. would, like that would just be such a fucking tease if right. they didn't bring him right. back. And then there was... I, I can't really... I don't think the Sandman, what, whatever, what's his name? Um, I think he's just Sandman. Sandman. Is, like, I don't know what they, his they character is. They show something like. in the trailer yeah. of him coming back as well. Right. And there's also like electricity and stuff to where they might have that electro guy from The Amazing Spider-Man. So that's, that's, so, that, that's everyone's, one of, one of the right. theories going around so too. So they connect all the villains coming back. Yeah, yeah. And in, in true sense, you could technically have all three of these Spider-Man characters come in because toby Maguire is like he's not he's genetically modified mm-hmm. garfield isn't working with tony stark mm-hmm. he, he he made his shit himself yep and then you have tom holland working with tony stark in the avengers so he's just they're all different they all have yeah. different stories yeah. but they're somehow all named peter parker right i mean mm-hmm. we get it it's star wars or star wars spider-man so they have to be named peter parker yeah what if they do bring in Garfield and Tobey Maguire? Well, I think that is the plan. I mean, I don't know if it's like official official, but the fact that the guy who played Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 in Tobey Maguire's right, trilogy is like back. literally confirmed to be in the new movie, and they have all these teases to the villains from that trilogy and possibly villains from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. If they don't bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, it's, it's going to be the biggest tease ever. I think everyone's pretty much anticipating them showing up. And and the way I think what gets everyone so excited. And look, I mean, I'm wearing a fucking Marvel shirt. I'm not there. a big, I'm not a comics fan, but like this shit gets me very excited. I love talking about this stuff. So like, I know we're gonna have to get back on track, <laughs> right. or we're gonna I, be. I, I think the way they're doing it is through this like multiverse idea. And right. there's been. You know, throughout... Okay, so the Disney Plus shows have come out throughout this year. You had WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, then Loki. And then we've had Black Widow and now Shang-Chi. And then we're going to have Eternals and then Spider-Man. So there's like lots of Marvel this year. And Black Panther's... Is it coming out this year? I think that's next year, year, I think. Yeah. But there's like lots of Marvel. And there's more shows that are supposedly coming out throughout the end of the year on Disney Plus. So what I was going to say is there's been multiple events throughout shows and movies where you've been like, okay, everyone's anticipating this multiverse coming into play. How is that going to happen exactly? And the end of Loki, I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, is a big, big, big indicator of the multiverse. And then this tease for Spider-Man No Way Home in the new trailer with Doctor Strange trying to perform this spell to take away everyone's memory of Peter Parker being Spider-Man 
is like breaking the multiverse. And this is how you're able to cross trilogies right. and cross movies and have three different Spider-Mans and have all of their various villains all together and having to have this big ultimate showdown. So I think it's like a whole new... Like once you thought, okay, Marvel is... After the after Thanos and the Infinity Saga, they're out of ideas. They're not out of fucking ideas. No, they're just getting started. This this multiversal idea, all it did was open up a gigantic amount of different avenues they can go down. You know what I mean? I mean that. I don't even know when we're gonna get the end of the MCU for good. It, they might just keep making like we, you and I might die, and there won't be any more. Like they'll still be making MCU movies. <laughs> they just won't have Stanley cameos in them. Right. So I mean. Th- yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot of directions they can go. Anyway, right. like you said, getting L- back to... Looping back uh, to the yeah. list, we have Austin <clears throat> Powers. I like the Austin Powers movies. We gr- I grew up, you know, watching those. Those were kind of our comedy movies growing up. So, I liked them. I, I thought they were funny. They, they don't <laughs> I really think bring any value into besides, like, yeah. I want to laugh for an hour yeah. and a half, two hours. That's why you watch Austin Powers. Yeah. They're funny. There's really no, like, true storyline behind all of them besides yeah. a British spy that, you mm. know... I've seen them that like well so you have British Spy 007 and I'm like okay Austin Powers is just he's just a comedy like it's just yeah. comedy and people don't get it I love them I think they're fun to watch I think they're hilarious but Taya does not like them I think there's certain most, people most women that, don't like yeah. comedy though well they like romantic comedy and one I think I think a lot of women don't have as much of a capacity for like slapstick comedy as guys right, do. Stupidity, like Gu- guys, guys, do. guys think stupid humor is a lot funnier than like girls do. I think on average, humor. just at, oh, at yeah. least in my experience. So that's why, like, I don't know a lot of women who like Austin Powers. Most guys I know are like, yeah, Austin Powers is fucking hilarious. I think they're hilarious. They're hilarious. I think yeah. they're like they're, they're like slapsticky and stupid, but in the perfect way. Right. Like they're just stupid enough to where it's like still hilarious but not so stupid that you're like this is dumb turn this right. off you know what i mean like i, I love them they're, they're entertaining yeah i think they're hilarious so the next one was, i've never even heard of so if okay you haven't watched them i haven't just i, I haven't seen them. this one either I'll, I'll just mention it it's it's the before trilogy so it's an ethan hawk leg i haven't even heard of them. they're like romantic movies but oh. apparently they're like really really good they're directed by richard linklater and it's like before midnight before sunrise and before sunset i don't know which order they go in but um, they're amazing, apparently. And they've been made like 20 or so years apart. Um, I don't know. Everyone talks about well, them being amazing. I don't think I, I'll ever watch them. Unless yeah, I'm forced I, to. I, I felt like they should be included on the list just because a lot of like you know hardcore movie people say they're amazing. I have never seen them, so we can move on. Um, Bad Boys is next on the list. Bad Boys, for me, is one of those trilogies that should have just ended after one. I think they should have. I think you could have kept two. I think two is probably is still pretty solid. But like... But three the was not. One, no. Three like, was not very good. Three ruins two for me. Like, yeah. it did makes you see it, the third one? By the way, no. It's but, it's not. I mean, worth I've watching. seen like parts of it, but I'm like, I'm just not. Like, yeah. one was funny, one was good, had action, comedy, yeah. and I'm like, this is a good movie. Just stop here. And like, Bad Boys two, I was like, yeah, you know, like you said, it's not bad. Yeah. But they probably could have done without two and three, and Bad Boys would have just been a solid fucking movie. Right. It's. Um. I think the first two are super entertaining, and they're. It's funny. Watching those movies, you can de- like there are certain directors that you can tell the movie is directed by that person right, right. off the bat, 
and Michael Bay is one of those guys. Like, if you turn on a Michael Bay movie, you know fucking immediately, like, this is a Michael Bay movie. Like Transformers. <laughs> yeah. The, it's like the three <clears throat> Transformers. Yeah. It's like a bunch of very attractive women wearing hardly any clothing, a bunch of really nice sports cars, lots of shooting. Yep. And then there's, there's always, like, the, the shots of the characters in a circle talking, but the camera is pointed up at them, and it's going around in a circle, and, like, the sun is glinting off of them and stuff. Lots of that type yeah. of shit. <laughs> and also, he has a very, like... If you've ever seen, like, have you seen Pearl Harbor and 13 Hours? Have you seen both of those? This is where you answer. Are you asking me if I've seen Pearl Harbor? Yeah, I'm just double checking to see if you've seen I both own of them. both of them. Okay, good. So I've watched them both, both like 300 times. Yeah. Pearl Harbor was actually going to be yeah. watched today. So, both Michael Bay movies, if you, if you notice something similar in those movies and in the Transformers movies, all of his explosions look very similar. Have you noticed that? They're all, all like explosions very explosions look similar. They're very fireworky. You know what I mean? They and look like kind of like fireworks a little bit. And <clears> kind of <throat> going on what you probably already said, the main characters or main characters in there will stand with something going on in the background, looking one direction. Yes. Yes. And it's always like just after a battle scene or uh-huh. right before they go into battle. Yep. Like in Thirteen Hours, you know, you get uh, John Krasinski standing there looking a direction, like uh-huh. after the the whole battle in. Uh, Benghazi and everything, just you know, smoke going everywhere, yeah. and you, you just look exhausted. And you're like, "That's yeah. a true warrior." There's always like they, they got cuts on their face and like black soot, but they're not moving. They're stuff. just like yeah. staring off yeah. in the distance. And then in uh, Pearl Harbor, you got before they board uh, their planes to to go off and bomb Tokyo. They're yeah. standing on the edge, just looking off into uh-huh. an endless vast of the yeah. ocean, and you're like, "Oh, like yeah, this is about to go down." And then they get in a plane, and you're like. We got to sit here and watch him fly for fucking hours. Great. (laughs) Well, it's funny. You know, there's a lot of people who have made the joke like Michael Bay only makes movies for teenage boys. And it's like, yeah, well, I fucking love it. So, (laughs) and I once was a teenage boy and I still am at heart. So, (laughs) I love, so like, just like, uh, Pearl Harbor is one of my all time favorite movies. I'm only disappointed because the historical accuracy on it is very low. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. I, I don't remember. I love that movie. A ton of Cuba that Gooding Jr. is in it. Isn't that Ben Affleck? He's like ben one Affleck. of the main stars. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like the main character. Yeah. Jennifer Gardner. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember the girl that he falls in love with. I can't remember her name. Okay, but it's yeah, a there's one. a lot of it's, big, it's one, big yeah. names in it. Um, Isn't that Baldwin. one pretty long too? Yeah, it's like a three hour. Yeah, plus. that's how I thought. But yeah. I love it. But yeah. I just wish it was more historically accurate because I'm a huge right. World War II mm-hmm. nut, and I just wish it was more historically accurate. Yeah. All right. And anyways, ending that <laughs> because we're we're gonna have half of this episode <laughs> just random. We're, we're not even halfway through this list, and we've already been live for fucking like six hours. So. Oh, six hours. Wow. Time works really weird in your yeah. house. Um, next does. up on the list is the Chronicles of Riddick trilogy. Have you ever seen these? This is with uh, Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first one. Yeah. I liked it, but I never got like into it, so I didn't care to follow up. Right. I think they're cool, and I think this one, I've never, again, this is one of those ones where I've seen a, a bunch of like the first two on TV, but I've always come in. the new one just came out. Yeah, the new one is actually very recent, like within the last couple of years. Um, I have I always come in at these random points, and I think in my head, the two the first two are like commingled into one movie to me, and I get the story. I I'm not really sure on the story because I've right. I've never started from the beginning and watched all the way through, but it's a cool idea, and I'm not really exactly sure like what's going on with his character if he's some sort of like a mutant or an alien or something because he seems to have some sort of like extra sensory abilities right. and shit like that. I don't know. And then there's like 
because Pitch Black is considered in this trilogy, right? Isn't that one? And I then they're so. like they're on that planet, and then you have to like get inside at sundown, or else these like bat things come by and will like just eat you in like four seconds or something. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of like weird shit going on in those movies, it's, it's but they seem, they seem kind of cool. It's really hard sci-fi. It's like yeah. a hard sci-fi action, but yeah. I never really got into it, so I watched the first right. one. I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. I think I, it's I a perfect. It's a perfect Vin Diesel led franchise i think yeah. vin diesel has made a really solid career out of making like decent but w- widely entertaining action movies yep you know what i mean where you're like okay i, I don't really want to pay to go see this movie in the theaters but if it comes out on Redbox or it's on I'll netflix watch i'll watch the shit out of it you yep. know it's like that's that's kind of how i feel about vin diesel's career um next up is the cloverfield trilogy. I, i've only watched the one Kay. that was released when the we were in middle one? school where i got motion sickness because they're just running through New York City or wherever and the yeah. camera's shaking. You never get an idea of what the actual yeah. fuck's going on. <laughs> I sat there and I was like, some monsters at Godzilla's in New yeah. York and yeah. then they're just, ah! yeah. and then yeah. he like dies and the camera falls and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea the, what just happened. I just got ran through New York. Right. Though, it's so, a very, right. I think a lot of people had issues with the movie, especially the way it's shot. They just put the the first one on HBO Max. Actually, I just saw that last night. Um, I told Taya, so I've seen all three now. Um, she, like you, did not like the first one. And I, I really didn't like the first one either. I think I wanted it to be so good, and it was just a letdown. You know what I mean? I, I don't think you remember. Like, do you remember when this came out? It was How fucking excited everyone that are, who was our age yeah, was we for would this movie. We were like, theaters with this is going to be the greatest kids. movie ever. And then we all like got out of it, and we're like, oh. Well, that was kind of let down. Bro, they released, like, Cloverfield, <laughs> I Am Legend, and then there was um, another one where, like, a high school teacher, like, has this huge crush on the girl. She, he escapes from prison and, like, kills her entire family, like, all the police that are protecting her. Damn, prom night, prom night. Oh, uh, I don't think I saw Bro, prom night. Bro, prom night, we went, I went and watched, you know, we went and watched all those in the theaters with, like, all of our middle school uh-huh. friends. Prom night was, like... Was it a big Sh- fucking deal? Shit. Yeah, dude. Because, like, all the girls were freaking out because, yeah. you know, well, let's be real. Us guys don't have to. I mean, we, we can say we have to worry about stuff like that because some do. But in reality, like, women, like, that shit could truly happen. Yeah. Now, him escaping from prison and killing all these people through a ceiling, that won't happen <laughs> because our prisons are a lot more, yeah. you know, secure than loose tiles on the ceiling. Let's yeah. be real. But it was like, girls were, like, leaving, like, I'm fucking scared. And I'm like, the dude got what he deserved. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that one. But there were a handful of movies that I remember being a big fucking deal. Like Project X was Project a big X, deal dude, when that it came was out. Fucking, like, that I, was I remember, I remember just movie, like though. sold out showings at AMC. And, like, just of all like, a shit ton of high schoolers. Yeah, just middle schoolers and high schoolers. Everyone with their flip phones out. Yeah. And then you get the <laughs> worker come in and they'd like turn the lights on and pause the movie. Like, like if you don't put, put your phone their away, away, we'll yep. stop watching. Yep. We're like, Yeah, I remember that. So Cloverfield was one of those movies. I've seen all three the first one, I wanted it. It had so much potential. It did not capitalize on that potential. Sucks. The second one, I think, is my favorite. It's a damn That's good cl- is movie. Is that Cloverfield Lane? It's 10 Cloverfield Lane, yeah. And it's really, I think what makes it so good is its only connection to the Cloverfield universe comes at the very, very end, like the last five minutes. The rest of the movie could exist separately as just a really good psychological thriller. It's fucking really good. Um, and then the third one was the Cloverfield Paradox, which came out like right after the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They just dropped it on Netflix with like right. no warning. And it's okay. It's really busy. There's a lot going on. It has to do with them being up in space. 
and they're working on a particle collider or something, and then they somehow like break dimensions and all this weird shit starts happening. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I like the Cloverfield universe just because of like the mythology around it, and like right. they, they do such a good job of like all this like viral marketing for all the movies when they come out and stuff like that. Um, the second one I would say is hands down the best if you want to watch one of them. Um, Ten yeah, Cloverfield. I'm not, I'm not watching the first one again. <clears throat> well, no and shot in hell. the good thing about the second two is they're they're shot like normal movies. They're not they're not the handheld right. camera type, uh, the found footage Thank is what God. they call it or whatever. So. Um, Next up is Divergent. You seen the Divergent movies? I've seen all of them. Um, I have too, actually. I think I've seen all of them. Uh, the only thing I'll say against them, I mean, they're they're entertaining, but to me, they're kind of like a knockoff Hunger Games. That's exactly they're, how I they're, feel. They're a more in the the world of the Divergent or like the Divergent world. They're like a stricter Hunger Games. Like mm-hmm. each, you get sorted into a different you know area, or you can kind of choose your own pathway. Yeah. But each specific area, you got like the smart people, you got the the farmers, you got like the the free roaming, like the runners or whatever. Like it just kind of seemed like a knockoff Hunger Games to I me. Mean, they were entertaining, yeah. but I didn't think they were anything that was like over the top. Like yeah. Well, this was great. It was just like this is a knockoff Hunger Games, in my opinion. Yeah, Without the you, you all come together to fight, and then you win, and it's yeah. entertainment. It's just you're all controlled in groups yeah. and told what to do. That's exactly how I thought of it, and I, I think the only reason that it bothered me that because it's fine that it's a knockoff Hunger Games. I mean, there's a lot of young adult fantasy sci-fi stories that follow very similar tropes to that sort of storytelling. Like the next one on the list, right? But. I think what I liked about Hunger Games so much more than Divergent is like while Hunger Games is made as a young adult story, it still gets pretty dark and intense. Yeah, I mean, which it's, like I it's think people is, overthrowing a government. Yeah, at the end I, of the I day. think that's what you need to get not only like middle school age, high school aged boys and girls involved, but also adults to get interested in your story. Like there needs to be some real stakes. Like it needs to be. Cut down, dial back on the cheesy factor and dial up the real world factor. And I think Hunger Games found the perfect combination of those two things to get like a wide audience. I mean, like Hunger Games, it's you you have a bunch of oppressed people that just turn and overthrow a government that is the rich, like the, you know, are ruling and Uh using these people as pawns to watch kids kill each other as entertainment. So it's pretty dark. The the Hunger Games has a better storyline and and, it it gets gets you more involved than Divergent. Divergent's kind of like there's. A loose storyline. Yeah, and Divergent almost just seemed like the G-rated version of that story. You know what I mean? Just and then like the little, PG-13 little is Maze Runner, which is next. Totally on the agreed. List. Totally because agreed. again, it's one of those where a bunch of kids are brought into a maze mm-hmm. and you know told to figure life out. And it's just one of those. It's like, is there any meaning behind? Yeah. Putting them here, like yeah. you have this government or or whatever that. The kids break out of the maze. They get to the end of it, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to go hunt them down." And uh-huh. then they find more people. Like it's just one of those like, "What's going on?" Yeah. All I know is there's a bigger power that are using these people as pawns, yeah, and more or less entertainment. I I thoroughly enjoyed the Maze Runner movie. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I I think if, you know if I was gonna rank them, it'd be like Hunger Games, Maze Runner, Divergent. Yeah, that that's order. what I would do. Um, I think Maze Runner was really cool because, like you said, it had a really cool story behind it. Whereas like. The first one is the perfect introduction to that world where you have the whole mystery of, like, how did these people get here? Why can they not remember anything before this? What's up with this maze? Like, what's in this maze? What's on the outside of this maze? And then at the very end of the first one leading into the second one, you get introduced to this wider world. You're like, oh, shit, okay, here's some other stuff that's going on. I just think the storyline is a lot more captivating in that story than it is in, like, Divergent. 
Um, I still think the Hunger Games is probably out of those three the best and oh, most, yeah, and, and, and most well made um, and most well recognized. Yeah, but Maze Runner is definitely cool. Um, oh yeah, I liked them. Another trilogy that's on this list is The Expendables. Have you seen all three Expendables Bro, movies? talk about getting just the biggest old, big action star actors together to make movies. It's They're, they're entertaining, yeah. but they add zero value to yeah. everyday so life. They're, they're there's entertainment. I have seen all three of these, and I think they're planning on making a fourth one, by the way. Um, I think it's already being like shot. Yeah. There are certain movies that get released where immediately upon seeing the trailers or whatever, you're like, that movie's not going to be very good, but damn it, I'm going to watch it. Like, it's going to be super entertaining. Like, The Meg was one of those yeah. where I was like, I know that's not going to be, be super winning cheesy. any Oscars, but I am definitely watching it because it looks really entertaining. The Expendables movies are just, they fit that description perfectly. Just a bunch of big action, and strong, I, I strong Thank God that- for Sylvester Stallone for being like, you know what? Movie audiences know me as this recognizable action hero. I'm just going to get every other major famous action hero from action movies for the last 30, 40 years. And put them all put in Put them all movie. in the same movie, and we're just going to do nothing but murdering tons of nameless like, bad guys. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to act like this massive, important team when all yeah, we do is kill people. It's going to be great. And like, you don't really need to know the plot. You're just there to watch them indiscriminately massacre hundreds of nameless bad guys and save, save the day. It's yep. great. It's, uh, they're entertaining. They're fucking awesome. Um, next up on this list is a movie trilogy which I think is not very good, but which I was forced to watch is the Fifty Shades. Luckily for me, I was really forced to watch the first one. Yeah, they're not great. They're, they're stupid. The storyline's really bad. Um, yeah, they're just they're not very well done. That's I, all we have to say. I honestly Move don't it. know because obviously Taya was the one who forced me into watching these after I kind of forced her to watch all the Star Wars movies. That's I, a non-fair trade-off. I, well, she had. She had those included with like a bunch of because we had to do no no I'm saying like Fifty Shades should have counted for like Star Wars Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings because <laughs> these are there's just it's painful they're, through the first one they're, is painful. they're not good I, I think my biggest thing was like I don't know why they were made as movies is my right. thing like that story I think great it's just like it, a hardcore soft. It's, it's like a soft hardcore porn. Yeah, it's like it's like soft core porn, but made as a movie to where wide audiences, like broader audiences, could watch it. Which is like, it's where you could watch a woman's. Page. Why can't you? Why would you make that? You know what I mean. So to do the money like grab, it's to do grab. the sex part of it to like the nth degree, it would have to be like a porno movie, basically. Right. But to make it just a a movie movie to be released in theaters. You have to like give it a story and like, you know, G-rate a little bit the sex stuff, and it's just like so you're getting this weird concoction stupid. of like not a good story and not good porn. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it wasn't a good porno. And why it wasn't is a good this story. made? Why is this made? Like I, that was my thing. Is like they just should not have made these into movies. And I don't. God bless the the main actor and actress who agreed to sign on to that because I'm sure they got paid a shit ton of money to do those, but they're not good. They're just yeah, not no. good movies. And I I don't know how you can as an actor make. Like give a good performance in a movie like that. They're just I don't know, man. They're not good. You talk about a weird way to like. You're like, yeah, I gotta go dry fuck someone for <laughs> four hours today. How awkward is that, dude? Oh, the director's like, that wasn't good enough. Do it yeah. again, and you're like, this is just weird. <laughs> we need another take. Like, like, hey, man. Like this might go way too far, but I feel like at that point in time, if you're a director, you're like, you just go find an actor and actress who will consensualize in actually having sex, and you're like. 
you're just fucking. Like, you're legit <laughs> just going to fuck. Because but see, you can't do that because then it's just a porno and you can't release that in theaters. That's what I'm saying is, like, that story well, you can, you just can't show is, certain like, things. unadaptable. Like, I, I don't know why it was made into a movie. As a book, it's fine because, like, you can't, you know, whoever wants to buy the book is reading it and they're signing up for that experience or whatever. But, like, to make it a movie, you have to, like, G-rate it down enough to where it can be released in theaters. Like, oh, yeah, this And by doing that, you're, like... G-rating the whole thing, which is like kind of why right, everyone they, got they, excited about it to begin with. They you know, G-rate like, a guy shoving a pool cue. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? You know, like it's so weird, dude. They're uh, yeah, they're, they're just not they're good. Weird. And just to go along with the fact that like they're just not well made. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the bad. dialogue is cheesy. The storyline's not they're very bad. good. They're just not very good movies. Anyway, that's my rant on Fifty Shades. Yeah, um, Fifty Shades. The Friday. Friday, next Friday, and I think it's Friday after next, right? The, Again, I, the Ice Cube led I think movies. it should have just been a one and done. The first one, okay, I will be honest. I don't think I've actually seen all of the sequels. I've seen like giant chunks of, I think, the second one. I mean, which the first is, one's iconic. Is the like, second one next Friday? I think it is, right? Yeah. And, and then, then the, third one, the is third one is Friday, Friday after, after next. next. The first one I've seen all the way through a bunch of times, and it's hilarious. We watched that in high school. Yeah, all, all, all the, the fucking time. It's so funny. And then the second one, I've seen a bunch of it on TV, but it's also one of those movies where it's kind of better to watch it on your own, where you right. don't have like it being again being G-rated for TV, and they're like blanking out all these cuss words right. and stuff. It's not it's not nearly as funny, but man, those movies are fucking funny. They're funny. I just feel like you got to stop those after the first one. Like yeah, the first well, one's just an iconic, here, funny one. Here's another. Here's another thing. I think they are planning on making another one of these. So it's like because Ice Cube's hurting for money. Well, I think. Well, I think it's just because he knows a shit ton of people are going to watch him. He's going to make honestly. I mean, why, why wouldn't his, you? That's his the, next movie should be Jump Street Twenty Three. Dude, oh my god, the Jump that Street. That would be. That so would be. Funny. I would love to add that on here. Um, the next one on the list is The Hangover. Again, trilogy. another trilogy that should have just stopped after the first. Agreed. That first movie. Iconic. is so fucking funny and so good. There's so many good one-liners in yeah. it. There's, it, I mean, name a better story than The Hangover And as far as being a guy going to a bachelor. Like, we went to yeah. your bachelor party in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, even we didn't even talk really Hangover stuff, but we were all saying Hangover lines. Yeah. You know, we'd get ready to leave it's the room. It's become so be iconic. Like, ready to let the dogs out. Yeah, and yeah. then I was like, what? And he's like, who let the <laughs> yeah. dogs out? <laughs> You know, you walk well, by Caesar's it's Palace like, and you're like, did the real Caesar live yeah, here? Like, yeah. it's just... People just, just say that shit hilarious. now. Like, there's so many fucking one-liners. And I think it's really been, like, one of the best R-rated comedies to come out for the last 20 years, probably. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, like, top five. Probably. And then they're like, we're going to release two. And you watch it and you're like, it's kind of the same story, just in a different yeah. location. Two, two is basically just, hey, let's do the exact same thing as the first one, just in a different location. And then three is like, what... Is Three going was on just here. a bunch of random shit happening. Yeah. It was entertaining. You're like, this is kind of funny, but you're like, this. It was is actually. Not it was necessary. honestly like more serious too. Remember, like yeah. there was like John Goodman played like this kind of scary gangster who like kills but people, Chow and you're like, and uh, I thought this was a comedy. You know, right. like it was very. It seemed like that third one didn't know what sort of a genre it wanted to pick. Didn't know like what kind of a movie it wanted to be. But you know, I think it's also can't be overstated enough the genius of the first one of not showing the night before you know oh, what yeah. i mean where like they're like hey this whole movie is going to be about them the next day figuring out what they did the night before you know you're not going to see any and then of what at they the did very the night end before. they show what happened the night before yeah. and you're like you know they're saying <laughs> that reaction be, when they look at the photos they're like, yeah because oh, that could be it's a whole movie in oh, and yeah. of itself is that night of them going through and doing all the crazy shit there which who knows they might do one day but anyway Hangover, fucking Hangover, great. Fucking the the trilogy as a whole, maybe not so great, but, but the, the first, first one's one. awesome. Say, I, I, I don't know. I like so the next one is Harold and Kumar. Yeah. I love 
you know, the White Castle yeah. journey. That's just, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I like Escape from, you know, Gitmo. The, the Christmas one, I was kind of like, this is just kind of unnecessary. I think they kind of just did it to do it. Yeah. I like them though. I like the Harold I, I like Kumars. Them too. They're really entertaining. They're they're, they're the perfect stoner comedy. They've got like they, they're perfect stoner comedy. They got like edgy racism in there, especially <laughs> in the second one yeah. when they bunch of like homophobic type jokes or like gay yeah. gay jokes, racist jokes. Racist <laughs> jokes. Like like it's like it's the comedy that I enjoy because it's comedy supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be racist jokes. They're supposed yeah. to be it's supposed know, to push the envelope a little. Sexual bit. Yeah. jokes. They're supposed yeah. to be jokes that make people go like. You know, think about it, but then at the end of the day, they're not there being serious. They're not it's, serious. It's supposed yeah. to make you laugh. They're supposed That's to be what comedy it, slightly inappropriate and make you be be shocking and, and funny. At the and same they have time. like yeah. the perfect shit in there. Like yeah. it's just funny. I enjoy them. They're really stupid. There's yeah, no storylines yeah. in them. Besides, they want to go get White Castle when yeah. they're high, and then they have to escape from Guantanamo Bay and clear yeah. their names. And then the last one is Christmas. I don't even remember what happened in the Christmas. Me one. either. I I do remember. This is shocking, by the way. I do remember seeing Harold and Kumar the christmas one in 3d I, in the theater was we were together <laughs> like, why were we watching that in the theaters in 3d i know exactly who why, needs to see that movie in 3d it. but we did it anyway so anyway harold and kumar another funny, funny one fu- funny ass trilogy um the olympus has fallen trilogy just another one i think the first movie was cool and everything yeah. but then you just add it in it's like how many times can you let a president right. be this in danger it's kind of like the taken problem like hey man well how many times has your fucking daughter been taken like Calm down. Speaking of Taken, we'll just bring that in because it is on the list. Taken, another great, the first one I loved. I actually yeah. love the Taken trilogy just because I love Liam Neeson. So and I've actually never seen two and three. I've well, heard they're not nearly as good. Though. No, the, the first one, you're like, okay, I get the, the first story, awesome, you know, dude. like that could actually happen. Yeah. You know, human trafficking and everything. Yeah. And then it just becomes, how many times is just this dude's family going to get taken? Or right. how many times is this right. dude, you know, it's one of those, like, I think that, you know, they're entertaining, but you're kind of like, it's kind of the same story, and then right, you're just right. kind of like, how like this dude needs to get his fucking life yeah. together. I think Taken, the original, and Olympus Has Fallen, the original, in those trilogies, two of the best action movies yep. to come out in the last 20 years. Or oh, whatever. yeah. Like, and they've got Gerard Butler, and then you yeah. got Liam Neeson, yeah. two of the best just action so great. People. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this was like the first, because Liam Neeson's been acting in movies for decades and has been a very well-respected, like, Oscar-nominated mm-hmm. actor for a long time. But I think Taken was really the first movie that kind of introduced him as like an action movie star to audiences to where he's like, because he's kind of an older guy, even in when the first Taken comes out, which was like in 08 or something. And you really believe him as this like badass action movie star. You know what I mean? He's like an older Jason Bourne, basically. You know what I mean? Um, And now it's like, he does one of those movies a year, basically, where yeah. he's this like old grizzled, you know, former badass who like has to still just come badass. out of hiding to do some badass he's, stuff. He's like, like a, a retired John Wick. Yeah, basically, and he's like just trying to mind his own business, and then something happens. He's like, all right, I got to be a badass again. Um, How to Train Your Dragon? Have you ever seen? Any I've of seen these? the first one. I haven't seen the other ones. I've heard they're all good though. So they're all they're all excellent. But I haven't they're seen really the, good. The um, I had not seen these for the longest time, and we just recently watched these within the past few months. Um, if you like animated movies at all, they're really they're probably some of the best animated movies I've seen. They're not especially Pixar. Out, they're uh, DreamWorks, yeah, right? Yeah, they're they're not Pixar. That's what I was gonna say. Is like outside of Pixar, which is where I go for animated movies more often than not. They're some of the best anime, animated movies you're gonna find for sure. They're really good. Um, the the ocean. okay, so we put oceans on here. 
even though you could argue that this is a franchise, which I think, did we have this on our franchise? Yeah, because they added there the was newest four. one in. Okay. I think we so added the newest one. this is one of those ones where I put it on here and we can litigate it if we want. I, think I haven't really seen I I didn't really get too into these. See, casino heist movies. The first one I liked. They're excellent. I, in terms of like heist movies, I think Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 are some of the best heist movies ever made. Um, Ocean's 8 I thought was actually really solid. Um, not nearly as good as the original, but I think this is one of those ones that popped up when you just Google trilogies, right. where like the first they one, consider those first three its own with trilogy. George Clooney kind of thing. is like the yeah. the leading. It's George Clooney, Brad Pitt. You got Don Cheadle, like is just a whole Damon cast. In these two, um, or is it in the first one? He is in these movies. Matt Damon, and then like Casey Affleck is in these movies, like a, just a giant cast. Right. Um, Bernie Mac, like say, shit was, ton of people. I almost said, who's the guy that plays Bernie Mac? In that? <laughs> oh, and you mean like, Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac, right. No, it's actually Robert Downey Jr. as Bernie Mac in those movies. L- little be, known fact. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, The Ocean. So I guess this one's kind of a technicality. This one was included on our franchise bracket, but The well, Ocean's I'll, movies I'll are, are really good. I'll add another technicality one at the end, but let's just finish okay. this. Um, next up is Pitch Perfect. I don't know if you've ever seen I do, these. I love the Pitch Perfect movies. So, I don't know what about it. it I, okay, I know what about it is, but... I love the Pitch Perfects. I think I've seen the first one, and then I've seen bits and pieces of the second one or the second and third one. That because Taya loves these movies, she'll be watching them every once in a while, and I'll see parts of them. The first one on. I think is good, and then she said the second one's okay, and then the third one's not very. The good. The third at all. one's the worst. The second, I, I, I've not seen any of the third one. I don't think, but I've seen parts of the second one. I just like them because they've got like that. There's good funny comedy and. It's just they're kind of like lighthearted movies. Like if you just want to have something going in the background, you can just yeah kind of have it going on. Did you on. know before those movies came out that there was like such a thing as acapella singing competitions in colleges? The, well, I, I did know, not. Know I didn't that. know about the competitions. I knew about like acapella groups because of pentatonics. What's that? Pentatonics, or I think it's pentatonics. They they are a group that sings. They have like uh, a hallelujah cover. They do a lot of Christmas huh. stuff like. And they're an acapella group, and okay. it's like really like it's it's different. It's like it's like a different acoustic type version yeah, of yeah. song. So I I knew about like acapella, and then Pitch Perfect came out. I'm like, oh, I kind of like the way acapella sounds. Like it's just yeah. cool and different. So I got into Pitch Perfect, and I liked it. And then you know when I was with Megan, we would watch that shit all the time. Yeah. Like it always I be on like free form. The or first one is is funny enough that it keeps me interested, but I don't. Like nothing about acapella really gets me going. I, I don't know why. It's like it's fine, but I honestly the like I was saying like the most interesting part to me was like I didn't know this was a thing in colleges right. where like they had teams and like you could go yeah. compete in these like acapella competitions. I had no idea it's that was because a thing. it's not a well known thing. Like right. if you saw a flyer when you were down in school, you wouldn't have been like I'm going to the acapella thing at right. the theater tonight. You're like yeah. What is that? Yeah, like I don't, I'm not even really sure what I'm getting. I mean, into. Like I'd rather <laughs> go watch a baseball game. Exactly. Than yeah. Knock a like literally any other contest. sport than go to this. But um, yeah, good for those people who do that. And those movies are okay. Um, the Da Vinci Code trilogy. So this would be Da Vinci Code. I think it's Angels and Demons, and then Inferno. Inferno I think was the third yeah. one. I like Have you them. seen all of them? Yeah. So Da Vinci Code is like a masterpiece. Right. That, that, that movie's amazing. I think Angels and Demons is not quite as good, but it's still really good. And then Inferno is not that good. Right. Again, it's another one of those that I think they felt the need to like add on to the story. Yeah. Whereas like you could have just been like the Da Vinci Code and you're like, fuck, yeah. this is like a great it's fucking so movie. Well, and I think what they did too is they're based on very, very, very popular books. And that guy had written more than one of those. So they're like, hey... Not only was this first one, which was an adaption of like a worldwide bestseller, super popular, and it got like nominated for Oscars and stuff, but now 
if we want to make more, this guy's written other books, so we can adapt right. number two and number three if we want, which they did, which I think they're fine. And I like Tom Hanks. You know, pretty much any Tom Hanks movie, I'm I'm down for. But the first one is a masterpiece. Angels and yep. Demons is, I think, still really good. Just takes a step back, but not quite as good. And then Inferno, you could just get that one all together. I don't think it's really really worth it. Um, the next up is the Rush Hour trilogy. Bro, so fun. Which honestly, I think is one of like the greatest trilogies ever made. Those two together them, are just. None of them really funny. take a big step down in my eyes. Like no, I think they're no. all equally as entertaining. They're equally as hilarious. And they're just great. You know, the buddy cop genre has been something that's been around for a really long time. And those are like some of the best buddy cop movies you can find. Dude, the, the two, you know, Jackie Chan and I can't remember the, why can't I think of his name? It's Chris Tucker, right? Chris Tucker, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're just so funny together. Like they just play their <laughs> characters perfect. Like everything just about those movies is great i don't care really the content in terms of like the storylines because yeah. there really are no storylines yeah to develop throughout the movies they're just funny they're just entertaining like yeah like you can turn them on and like i'm gonna laugh and i'm yeah. gonna enjoy everything yeah they're great and like the whole idea behind a buddy cop story is to find is to pit two guys who are like are complete opposites yep. together and like force them to work together and I mean, those two characters—you could not find two guys who are more opposite than those two guys. Also, shout out to Jackie Chan for doing his own stunts. For real, Jackie Chan is a national treasure. He's a worldwide treasure since that guy's international. But like, not only doing his own stunts, which is what he's known for, but also his comedic timing is really good yeah. in those movies. Like, that guy's just a super talented dude. So yeah, shout out to the Rush Hour trilogy for being fucking awesome. Um, Taken was the next one up. We just discussed that one quite a bit. Um, have you seen the Unbreakable I trilogy? I don't know, actually know if that's like what it's called, but Unbreakable is the name of the first one. Um, so this is the M. Night Shyamalan unofficial trilogy that no one really knew it was a trilogy until Split came out. But it's Unbreakable, Split, and then Glass. They're actually really good. I'm a big fan. I like M. Night Shyamalan's movies more often than not. Some of them don't exactly hit. Um, a lot of the times they're really dependent on the twist and does the twist is the twist effective, yada, yada. Right. Um, but this was really cool because I had seen Unbreakable a long time ago Unbreakable. and then didn't really I think it was like a little over my head I saw it when I was too young it was a little too like slow for me but then as you watch it when you're older you're like oh I see what he's going for here kind of like every Pixar movie in the world you watch again <laughs> and you're like oh my god this is crazy um, and then Split came out, and I'm like, that looks awesome. I want to see that. And I'm a huge James McAvoy fan. I was going to say, James that's the one where he's got like 88,000 different personalities, yeah, yeah. right? So I go and see that movie, and then at the very end, there's this like tease scene, like a Marvel movie almost, where Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable comes in. You're like, oh shit, those two movies are linked. And then a couple years after Split came out, he makes Glass, which is like the last one where now all of them are in the same movie. And I think Glass didn't work for people as much as Split did, it seems like, but I thoroughly enjoyed all three of them. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like the only one on here that was really not – they didn't set out to make a trilogy. It's not like, you know – It just kind of fell in place. Yeah, it just kind of fell in place where he was like, okay, I have this idea for a story and I could kind of connect it to this earlier movie I made and then now I'll just do a third one and right. then make it its own trilogy. Whereas like a lot of these on this, on this list were made specifically to be movie trilogies. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a good one for people to check out if they've never seen that. And then the last one on the list, I just had Triple X, which is another Vin Diesel-led, Diesel, just an action, fine, you know, action movie franchise, which I, all right. is not anything special. I, I never got super into the Triple X movies. I think I've seen the first one. They're all right. Um, they're really like, it's like somehow a cross between like a James Bond and a Fast and Furious movie <laughs> you on know motorcycles. I mean? Usually, yeah, yeah, and it's just like, you know, Vin Diesel has, like I said, made an entire career out of being like 
oh, I'm Mr. Fucking Badass, you know, like Mr. Right. Like I'm, I can beat up anyone. I'm way smarter than anyone. Kind of just over the top action hero where it's just like makes these super fantastical stories that are like really hard to believe that like not rooted in reality at all. But they make entertaining action movies. If you're going to the movies expecting to see action and entertainment, then, you know, most Vin Diesel movies will supply that. Um, in fact, he just came out with a movie like last year, I think, called Blood Sport or Blood Shot, I think. I think it's Blood Shot that looked, again, super random, but like really entertaining. It's like action some sort action. of a sci-fi action thing where he's like he's almost killed and he's rebuilt using nanotechnology and then somehow they're able to like control him and they're like trying to make him go around and commit these crimes and stuff. I don't know. It seemed it seemed like interesting. Interesting. You'll and, give it a watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it at some point if it's on a streamer or whatever, but... Um, yeah, that was the list I kept. So that was the list gonna, I came I'm up with. I'm gonna add um, <clears throat> to the list real quick, just because we we brought in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, and this one, <clears throat> I, just, I I wouldn't necessarily call a franchise. I think I discussed about it in the the franchise bracket, but the Mummy, because ah. you got the Mummy, the Mummy Returns, and then the Mummy, the Dragon Emperor, and then you have the Mummy with with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. That I'm gonna say the first trilogy, just because it's an all time fucking okay, great. Yeah. Because that was one that was on our movie franchise bracket. Right, because they made The Mummy with Tom Cruise, and we just kind of agreed, even though the story, there's literally no correlation. Yeah. Do The Mummy. Yeah, great. So So great. Fucking good. Number three, not so much, but the first two, excellent. Yeah, the, the third one was just kind of random. Yeah. But the first two. So great. So good, dude. Like, I could watch those on replay. Every day of yeah. my life. They're like some of the most entertaining action adventure movies ever made. They're ever. so great. Ever fucking made. Yeah. I love those. But I just had to bring that up because we did add, you know. Yeah. There the are there, there was stuff, a couple so. in here, yeah. That I felt were, like I had to add it just yeah. because it is just the first two were like. Yeah. So I think just glancing at this list, and obviously this is not going to be like my official top five or whatever, but I would say. These are my favorites. These are not the ones that I consider to be the best on this list, although there is some crossover. I think my favorite trilogies on this list would be The Dark Knight, The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Matrix, Spider-Man. That's five. How many are you going to list out? 20? And that's it, I think. That's all I want to list. I would say mine are The Dark Knight, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Godfather, Spider-Man, that's it. Yeah. Those, that's my. That'd be my five that so I wait, take off this list. Wh- which were yours again? The Dark Knight, The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Godfather, and Spider Man. So we have largely the same list. I think I just you didn't just, include uh, The Godfather. The I Matrix. said The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, I think The Godfather is probably you could argue the best trilogy on this whole list, but it's not one of my favorites per se. Um, if I was just to grab a handful off of this list, it would be those. So Dark Knight, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. The Matrix and Spider Man. I think those are just like if I had to watch. If all I'm going of them, for pure entertainment, those are the trilogies. If, I'm picking. And if I'm gonna have to watch all the movies, those are the ones I'm picking. If I can just pick which movie I want to watch, there, there might be some other in there. Like The Hangover right. would definitely jump in there. Um, Harold and Kumar's I might watch one just randomly because they're funny. But yeah, as far as the trilogies go, I'd stick with those five that I picked. Yeah, and I think, oof, it, I, I honestly might put the dark knight as like my favorite movie trilogy on this list it would be hard to argue against it yeah it, it's probably that or the lord of the rings to be i mean completely honest. i mean just in the dark knight you you like that that movie alone is so good could arguably be the greatest movie ever released 
It's I, I think, and I've said this before when we were talking about our movie franchise bracket, um, The Dark Knight in that trilogy, that middle one, I think that one and Logan are two of the best superhero movies ever made. I don't think the superhero genre has gotten that good. I mean, since. I just think overall, The Dark Knight could be like one of the greatest movies yeah. ever it's, released. It's, like, it's pretty perfect. And I love The Dark Knight Rises, but that's kind of been stained for me because of what happened. Oh, you mean the shooting? With the shooting, you know, I love that movie, but I was at a midnight premiere and when we walked out, there were 50 cops everywhere at the theater. I wasn't, you know, we were here at AMC and what happened was out in Aurora, you know, and for those of you that don't know, we're in the same state. That, that happened, you know, a 20-minute drive from where mm-hmm. we are, we're at right now. I actually wasn't there. I, did I tell you I was in Crucis when that happened? Yeah. It was when I had just gone was down to Crucis. when you football. Yeah, I had to be down there during the summer, and it got released in the summer. So I saw it at a theater in Las Crucis, and then I woke up for weights the next morning early and in saw, like, news headlines about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Because, like, I knew a bunch of you guys here at home who had gone to midnight premieres. So I was like panicking, but then I found out it was in Aurora, and like right. none of you guys were there. But because when they first released, it just said shooting at yeah, you know, at a Colorado theater, at a Colorado theater yeah. during the dark night. Yeah. Well, the the so I know someone that was in a theater. He actually still has shrapnel in his body from being hit. Yeah. Um, I talked with him about it. Really, really deep. He had a friend pass away, unfortunately, but like that just stained me. Like. You know, I was with Megan at the time, and we were in the front row behind the railing. So in my head, I play everything back, like when I watch the movie, of what would have happened if that was in the theater. And I'm like, I probably wouldn't be here if that was in our theater. So it's just one of those, like, it takes away from the movie every time I watch it, despite it still being good. Yeah. But the original Dark Knight, just, it's got to be the best movie. Well, and I think, just speaking, like, movie-wise, it's... Some people had problems with the plot. I don't really know why. I mean, I think a lot of people just kind of like to pick apart movies. Even even with a movie as good as The Dark Knight Rises, um, I think it's just a slight step down from The Dark Knight because I really do think The Dark Knight is basically perfect. Yeah, there's nothing So it's kind of hard if you're making a trilogy if number two is that good to then follow it up with a movie that's just as good or better. You know, I think it's it's still really good. I think if I was to rank them, it'd be like Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. That's what, Yeah, that would be me too. But... The Dark Knight Rises is still super I mean, entertaining. Like, like I said the other night, I got stuck on doing cardio for an hour just watching that movie because I was totally sucked in. You know, I've seen that movie like a like, whole bunch of times. But I think The Dark Knight Rises is a different... Like, The Dark Knight, you go in and you're like, Batman's Batman. Like, mm-hmm. no one can beat him. And physically, no one could beat him in that movie, but the Joker was such a mind game person that uh-huh. that's how he was... Yeah. You know, he wasn't a physical specimen. He yeah. was a mind game. And then you go in in the rise, Dark Knight Rises, and you got Bane, who's a physical specimen. Yeah, and you're getting kind of like an older, retired Batman. Having and then to he come breaks of, his back yeah. and gets you know like everything goes on. So it's more of like the comeback story of like Batman comes back to save everybody after Gotham's turned their back on him. Yeah, he's their their last hero and everything. Yeah. And I, yeah, they're they're just really entertaining. I yeah. fucking love them all. And I think with that um, with that middle one, the Dark Knight, they literally with the Joker created one of. One of, if like the, if not the most iconic villain performance ever. Given. It, it was the like, greatest. It was probably the greatest performance in any movie ever. Like it's I'll hands down, give it to. It's, Heath it's in that. incredible. 
It's incredible. Like when when you get so involved, like they said that he would keep himself in his room for like ten days straight to get himself in this like mental mindset yeah. that literally ended up killing him. Like yeah. he literally killed himself to make that movie. There's been a lot said about Heath Ledger's performance in that movie just since you know obviously so much attention brought to it since he ended up right committing suicide or whatever. But um, it was an accidental overdose. He didn't oh, it was suicide. Okay. He, he mixed prescription drugs to help with like mm. the depression and everything that he went through with alcohol it was yeah. just an accidental overdose yeah well since that has happened there's been all this attention brought to it and all these you know actors who worked with him his family everyone's come out and made all these statements about like his process and all this kind of stuff but one of the things that is that has been talked about since that movie came out is he was not a very popular choice for the Joker before that movie was released. Right. Like they, you know how for Batman movies, Batman movies are a big. It was event always the deal. Jack Nichols. It's always like not Jack, it's whoever Jack they uh, whoever they um, announce as Batman or whoever the villains are is like it's always a big deal. You know, right. like if you get cast as Batman, this is a huge deal. So same thing was going for when they made Batman Begins. You already had established Christian Bale as the new Batman. They you know, said they're going to make more movies or whatever. And then The Dark Knight, before it comes out, they announced they were casting Heath Ledger as Joker. And like people were not happy about it. Because he was like prior to that he had been in a lot of like kind of like romantic comedy type movies. And he was just known nice as this tale. pretty boy type guy. And then that movie comes out and everyone's like, oh my God. Like no one was expecting that from that hey, guy. Dude, you know what I mean? He sold himself on his... Uh... Yeah. I think that's honestly the, I may be wrong, but that might be the first ever posthumous Oscar. Like, he won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar posthumously for that movie. Dude, he was so, uh, such a good But anyway, movie. yeah, I think the Dark, Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy is probably my favorite on this list. I, I would probably have to agree. I'd follow it by Lord of the Rings, though. Yeah, I think you and, me, you, you and I are in agreement with that because it's like, I mean, dude, you settle in to watch those Lord of the Rings movies and it's like, this is like some of the best storytelling ever. Storytelling, there's action in all of them. Like, yeah. So good. So, <laughs> so, good. so fucking good. Anyway, that's our uh, that's our list. Again, you know, as I said up top, that, that was not an exhaustive list. If it was an exhaustive list, we would be like a quarter of the way through it. Probably. Right. And right. we would never get this podcast. And there's a, trust me, I went through. So I found a Wikipedia that listed in alphabetical order of like the name of the movies or the name of the trilogy, all movie trilogies that have been released. Trust me, I included the ones that most people would have seen. Because there's yeah. a lot of trilogies out there that you're like, what is this? No right. one's ever heard of this. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. You know how there's, if you ever go to Redbox, there's like a whole bunch of just random garbage movies oh, that yeah. you've never heard of? There's a lot of trilogies that are like that, where it's oh, like yeah. straight to DVD releases that no one's like, ever watched, uh, and they made three Human of them. Human Centipede, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's three of them exactly. or whatever. And like, it's just like the most fucked up movie right. ever that you're like, no wonder this Why? was never released yeah. anywhere, but somehow you got funding for three of these. Yeah, exactly. Where can you even watch those movies? I've never watched them, but like, where do you Probably even find some Human dark Centipede? Web <laughs> like, it seems like not a movie that Dude, like, talk anyone about would the most go fucked up idea yeah. ever, where you kidnap three people and then you connect them all by their asshole to the mouth <laughs> and <laughs> like, dude, imagine being the person at the very back, like, yeah, not great. Like, it's not. It's not I mean, like, want. it's one of those things you sit there and like. When I first heard of the idea, I'm like. How is someone going to connect three or four people from ass to mouth and make it like, uh, you know, like if the the second person has to eat the first person's shit, <laughs> that person's going to die from like, you know, I, I don't know what poisoning Sepsis, it is, but right? yeah, Isn't you, you get sick and you'll die. Yeah. So like you have to connect the first person's digestive tract with the second person's digestive tract to where it's just like. Just like it, just it doesn't fucking make any you know, sense you know how what, this surgically I, would happen. Again, I've never seen those movies. I never will. 
But that to me, when I hear the description of it, I'm like, that seems to me like some director or some writer had some weird fetish he wanted to yeah. explore and somehow got funding to make three movies. That's what that seems like to me. I just want to know who funded him because that's <laughs> right. someone that's in there going, this is going to be successful. Yeah. Probably a lot of drugs were involved with those movies, I would imagine. Yeah. Could you imagine being the actor or actress? Like, this could be my big break. It's like, yeah, you're ass to mouth with someone. Yeah, that's like, your you, big break. Yeah. Who gets that script and is like, movie. this is the one I want to do. <laughs> this is where I'm going to win my Oscar. <laughs> like, uh, Anyway, we should end the podcast on a different subject other than the human So, centipede, on a probably. different subject, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's football. We're finally back. Yep, so, yep. Uh, we're going to be bringing you every week live updates of not the fantasy league because we're not doing that because we learned our lesson last year yeah we're not doing and that. um we're probably gonna just do an end of year one or maybe a middle year one yeah. but everyone get excited college football's already started we got the pro starting this thursday mm-hmm. and it's the first full week of full football season so so it's uh thursday's buccaneers and is it the cowboys buccaneers cowboys is so that's the, the nfl f- kickoff first and then yeah, first regular sunday season. will be the first full day of the season followed by okay. a monday game oh boy dude fantasy football is back we got are you ready for your life to get like 10 percent more stressful <laughs> bro i've been monitoring like my lineup and everything i haven't made a pickup yet i'm shocked i got on there the other day and checked the activity i'm like matt Surely has made a bunch of waiver claims. So I've been following all the injuries and everything, and uh-huh. I've had like as soon as I get a notification of an injury, I'm on there like trying to find the yeah. next best player. And every player's already been taken because we have such a large league yeah. that backups get taken right away yeah. because you got to. Yeah. And then all those backups have been taken. Fuck. And I'm like waiting for that one person to be like, yeah, they're out for the season. And I'm just yeah. going to slide I'm, in and be like, <laughs> I'm trying not to overmanage it. I checked both of my leagues. I had to do an auto draft to my work league, which I was not happy about. But I, I looked at my lineup. I'm like, okay. Okay, I can work with this. And in both leagues, I have two or three guys that are injured but doesn't seem serious. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to overmanage it. I'm just going to start the season, and then we'll see how everyone's performing. I'll just kind of shuffle from there. The worst thing about multiple leagues is just I always try and draft the same players because – you'll draft players in one league and then you'll play against those players in, in your other, other league. league. Yeah. But at the end of the day I go, okay, my other league's just more for fun. Our league like as long as I'm not last, that's all I care yeah. about. Yeah. You so, definitely you always have one league that you care about a little bit more. Like my work league, there's 20 teams in my work league, that's so hard I'm to like care about. As long as I don't play if as long as I'm middle of the pack, I'm happy. Like I don't See, I don't care. Our league, I wish I wish that we we all could like be a more funny fun type of group where like the loser gets a quarter size tattoo of the winner's <laughs> choice on like their leg or their I, butt. I, like, I would not get any tattoos. I would be down to do like some sort of like funny punishment or, or whatever, or like, but like I'm not getting any fucking tattoos. Or like a monetary, like every year we put a hundred bucks in and just, yeah. you know, we split it up. I would do that. One, two, three. Like it would just be fun. Like, yeah, it's not like we're robbing it would make people friends. It would make care people a lot care. More, yeah. Like, imagine being first place and you get 700 bucks. Yeah. That's, that's Second place, you get 200 first, Third motivation. place, you get your yeah. money back. Imagine, like, a league. Like, I, yeah. I wish, you know, you would do it. Maybe Zach would do it. But I don't know if anyone Dean, else Dean in the league it. would be willing to, like, have fun like that. We, yeah. we have the Sacco, which is in my cupboard because it's, I, I think Brandon Stevens won it. But it's like... You know, I wish we could just do that. Like, it would just be fun. And, yeah, maybe not do the tattoo, but maybe, like, they have to make their profile picture or something on a social media <laughs> site like this. Right, right. And, like, say some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Just, like, just to embarrass themselves because they sucked at fantasy football. Like, I just wish we would do that because at the end we're like, yeah, here's your sacco. But at the end we're like, yeah, okay, big deal. Right. Like, I'll put it in my cupboard. Yeah. 
At least so. we do something, though. Yeah, let's not make this a, another hour-long yeah, podcast you're right. at the end of a movie uh, trilogy podcast. <laughs> so, Well, if you've hung around this long, thanks. Yeah, uh, thank you. I don't know when we'll be back with another episode. Probably within a week. Well, maybe not this week, but... Yeah, we'll uh, have to also decide what we're going to do for next time. Yeah, but we'll probably be back with another episode next week. Um, probably on, I would say, probably a random topic so that we can like step away from a movie real quick and not do sports, I'd say. I'd say we do yeah. a random topic. Okay. And yeah, just shoot the and shit depending again. on how much effort we want to put in, how much research we need to do. Right, like, like if we're not feeling doing like our time and space topic, yeah, you know, because that's going to take like a quantum week or physics to, thing. Yeah, yeah, research. Maybe it'll just be like a random like we can just talk about it. Like maybe we'll do the technology. Okay, I'm done because we don't necessarily need Something to research like that, too yeah. much of it. We can just be like mind blown by it. Right. Like, whoa, man. Nah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, All thanks right. for tuning in, and um, we'll be back with another episode uh, probably next week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Later.